0: So in paper, Latinos, this new group that I belong to, are powerful. But in the street, in reality, in, in my day-to-day life, I didn't feel powerful. I felt quite weak. In paper, we are big. But even Latinos see themselves as small. So I started realizing that the reality, Latinos, is not as weak as we think. We have a perception problem, a marketing problem. We have a reverse marketing problem that allows us to be excluded from the very society that we're bringing growth to. So being the fixer that I am, I thought that I had to bring the tips and tricks that I've learned over the last 25 years and try to do something for my community so that we can be seen and heard and valued. Traditional
1: corporate practices got us to a life-threatening climate and unjust society this trajectory needs bold solutions from diverse thinkers. Welcome to Impact Reimagined, the podcast that helps you discover and envision a future where humanity's greatest problems are solved. I am Dr. Noah Gaffney, Executive Director of the Rutgers Institute for Corporate Social Innovation and your host. Every year, around 5 million Hispanic-owned businesses contribute over $800 billion to the U.S. economy, and these numbers keep growing. By 2050, one of three people in the United States will be Latinx. But while the Latinx community is a significant contributor to the U.S. economy, many are unaware of their influence and potential impact as business leaders. Claudia Romo-Edelman believes that educating the Latino community about their economic impact as well as supporting their businesses, will lead to prosperity for all Americans. She is the founder of We Are All Human Foundation, an organization that advances opportunities for underrepresented communities through developing and hosting events. In our season finale, Claudia speaks of the Latino community as an economic powerhouse. More importantly, she reveals how uplifting this population will lead to prosperity for everyone. From being a diplomat, a member of the United Nations, and a journalist, Claudia dedicated the past 25 years to humanitarian causes, primarily in Europe.
0: I moved from being a, you know, like a bilateral diplomat to getting into the global institutions to be a a mobilization global expert. So I'm a marketer, I'm a brand builder for social causes. I started actually working as a diplomat for the embassy of Mexico in Bern, in Switzerland, the tiniest of all the embassies. Uh, that was nothing very exciting, you might think. But I was sent to Davos, to the World Economic Forum in the mountains, to accompany the Mexican delegation. And there, I saw the real world, how the real world of decision makers looks like in action. And I decided that that was the place where I could really start making change. So I was fascinated by the diversity of the cultures, but also the possibility of actually moving the needle. So I transitioned from being a diplomat to international organizations, loved working in global affairs and seeing the interconnectivity of everything.
1: And Claudia, you've worked with some of the most traditional organizations, including the World Economic Forum, including the UN system, where diversity is celebrated but not always integrated. And so can you talk about the importance of campaigns and changing mindsets in order to truly drive inclusivity? 100%.
0: Look, when I moved to America, it's going to be nine years ago, that was the first ever time that I heard that I was a Hispanic. I lived my entire life as a happy Mexican everywhere in the world. And I was like, what is this Hispanic thing when I moved to the States? And I started realizing that, you know, like as a marketer, I'm very data driven. I'm very interested in data. And I was like, what is this group that I'm going to belong to? And the more I read the data, the more I realized that it didn't make sense.
1: Latinos represent 12% of the U.S. GDP. That's $2.8 trillion in economic power.
0: So in paper, Latinos, this new group that I belong to, are powerful. But in the street, in reality, in in my day-to-day life, I didn't feel powerful. I felt quite weak. In paper, we are big. But even Latinos see themselves as small So I started realizing that the reality, Latinos, is not as weak as we think. We have a perception problem, a marketing problem. We have a reverse marketing problem that allows us to be excluded from the very society that we're bringing growth to. So being the fixer that I am, I thought that I had to bring the tips and tricks that I've learned over the last 25 years and try to do something for my community so that we can be seen and heard and valued. And so I think that that's when I realized that the role that an organization like World Human could play is to remind everybody that we are all human, that we belong to the same human family, and that what happens to one affects the other even if we don't want to see it. It was important to remind people that the world is browner, more feminine, and with a bigger heart than ever before, and that will continue being. So how are we going to deal with that? And how are we going to make sure that we're respectful for that fear that people feel when they see something that doesn't look like them? If you start looking at the United States of America, there's more Tortilla sold than bread and there's more salsa sold than ketchup. And if you're like an 80 year old lady in Texas and you go to your store and you cannot find your bread anymore, of course you're going to be upset. So how do we deal with that so that we can all coexist and remind ourselves that we are all human and that we have to exercise that muscle of acceptance and tolerance? And when you start translating that to the U.S. economy, without certain groups, with the diverse groups, America's competitiveness is going to be slowing down. So that's why we started focusing really on the community that became personal to me and the Hispanic community. We started focusing on understanding, making sure that we brought the business case, the data case, to make sure that everybody understood that Hispanic progress is American progress and that America's growth depends to a large degree on the well-being, and the readiness of these communities called diverse.
1: For Claudia, the data is clear. Hispanic
0: progress is American progress. Latinos are power and Latinos are prosperity. Latinos are driving America's growth and prosperity. Just let's put it in simple terms. Tomorrow, by 2050, we will be 30% of the population. Yes, one in every three Americans by 2050 will be Hispanic. Hello, hello, hola. Hello, hello, hola. We're not only the people, we're the youth. The youth and the youngest of all, our average age is 28 years old. That is a decade younger than the rest of the population. And the data point that I like the most, and I repeat it constantly, is the mode, the most common. The most common age of 62 million Latinos today is 19 years old. What do you think is the most common age of non-Latinos? What is it? 61. Wow. So you <laughs> That's got it, a right? Big 19 years old is the most common age of Latinos. 61 of non-Latinos. That is four decades of pure growth. So for everybody that were like, Oh yeah, let's uh, go and invest in China because it's a decade of pure growth. I'm like, ah, oh, hello. In your own backyard, you have a group that it means four decades of pure growth. That's where you have the future consumer, the future student, the future workforce. That is where we start realizing that we're not only the people and the youth, we're the economic power. So if you start looking globally from the top, most emerging, the fastest growing economies in the world, you have China, India, and then Hispanics. So if you take the Hispanic economy and single it out as an economy, we would be the fifth largest country in the world, larger than England, larger than Brazil, larger than Canada. So we're the people, we're the youth, we're the economic power, we're the purchasing power, almost two trillion dollars in purchasing power that we represent. We have moved from consuming Masola oil to being the number one buyer of lipstick. There's absolutely no way that any industry can grow without Latinos. If you're a PepsiCo Almost 70% of your growth in the next three to five years depend on the Latino community. Fortune 500 companies between 30 and 100% of the growth. So absolutely growth is the word and progress because we are making progress. It might not be meaning understood as the starting point and the movement towards the ideal goal. We are absolutely that backbone of America's growth and prosperity but because we are so young and we are so many, it's imperative that we invest in this community so that we can have the equal opportunities that we have, so that we can have the education that will take the workforce of the future to be a prepared and ready workforce in America. So America's competitiveness is really tied up to the progress, power, and prosperity that Latinos bring. 77%
1: of the Latinx population is unaware of their contribution to the U.S. economy. Claudia believes that educating Latinos about these numbers will lead to both Latino pride and economic advances.
0: It is an, an education crisis. It is one of the most clear focus, laser focus that we have as a foundation is to educate Latinos about the power of Latinos. We don't know. And when you don't know how powerful you are because you don't see it anywhere, In the media, there is absolutely no representation behind camera, in front of camera. And when we are, we're represented as someone we are not. We're represented as negative, when we should be presented as positive. We're invisible. When we should be visible, we're presented as takers, when we are makers. And so that outside world allows us to have, you know, like an absolute darkness about our own contributions to the country. We don't know that we are positive contributors to the country. If 77% of Latinos do not know of their own contributions to the country, you can only imagine, just like think of your environment, your workforce, your university, your households. If people wouldn't know how they are contributing, it would be a disaster. It would be almost impossible to operate. But you can understand why Latinos are not voting as much. You can understand why Latinos are not raising their hands as much or applying to jobs as much because we feel voiceless. We feel useless. We feel non-existent. So it's imperative. And it's a great opportunity for companies, for academic institutions, for businesses, for the entire country to turn on the light in that dark room, to make sure that Latinos understand that we're positive contributors to the countries, that we're contributing, that we're bringing growth to America. Because when you do Latinos in 82% make purchasing choices to someone that is giving them a positive light about themselves. When you expose Latinos to their data, they feel upset about not being valued enough. But guess what? We turn it immediately into a desire for action. So if you would actually be doing an election campaign, if you would be doing anything and you would tell Latinos, you are positive, you're bringing money, we're paying the taxes, you're social security contributors. The likelihood is that we would have an increased number of Latinos that feel proud about themselves as opposed to be hiding themselves, as opposed to be minimizing who they are so that, you know, like they can feel that their Latinidad is a pro, not a con.
1: How do you think the Latinidad can... You know, that sense of community in the Latino community come together in order to achieve progress. Do you think it's about organizing? Do you think it's about messaging? Is it all of the above?
0: (laughs) It is the talón de Aquiles, right? When I started, I literally took three years to try to understand what unites us. I was like, is it language? Is it country of origin? Why are we so fragmented when fragmentation is taking such a toll? in our progress. Because in reality, if we're taking a real you know, like measurement and a picture here, Latinos are underrepresented. We're 19% of the population, but only 1% in politics. 19% of the population, only 1% in senior positions, only 1% in corporate boards. We're absolutely underrepresented, misrepresented, and undervalued. And a lot of that comes from systemic barriers, like we don't have education, we don't have health, we don't have gender equality and we don't have decent jobs and paid jobs. But the other part is because we're so fragmented. We elbow each other, we don't act as a block, we don't have a single voice. You know, people just like can do things to us and we don't react at all. And I think that it is a massive problem and I took three years to understand what unites us because this fragmentation is a poison in the ability for our community to grow.
1: Claudia's largest study was conducted precisely to understand what unites the Latinx community. The research, in association with Procter & Gamble, collected more than
0: 38 million data points. So if you look at the data in a two-dimensional way, you can see the differences. And we're so good at focusing on our differences. Oh, my God, your bachata is different than my salsa. The ceviche that you have has more lemon than mine. And, you know, you're Mexican, you're Colombian, Venezuelan, Cuban, but from Miami, not Cuban, from Chicago. Like absolute bananas in the way we fragment each other. But the reality is that if you start looking and playing with the data, we started seeing a movement that is very similar. So everybody almost walks the same. It's very hard to see large data sets like that acting and moving in the same trajectory in the same way. So really, what we saw is that it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, whether you're Republican or Democrat, your age or your social political status, we all move towards the direction of progress. We all are walking towards the American dream. And The problem with that is that the higher you go in that trajectory of progress, the lonelier it gets, the lesser of us there is. So the easier it is for us to be pushed around. So it becomes even more imperative that we're united at the top, that we're supporting each other at the top, that when you make it to a corporate board, you open the door for each other as opposed to hide your Latinidad and say, like, I'm not going to shake the boat. I'm not going to rock it because... This might be the one chance that I have. And so I do think that that sense of unity and pride are fundamental for the Latino community to be able to keep going towards we want the most, which is to progress.
1: The Hispanic Star is Claudia's platform to help Latinx businesses and impact leaders unify and leverage Hispanic opportunities in America.
0: When you tell me that this community is the most diverse, absolutely not monolithic, that we're 26 different countries of origin and we're put together as one, right? So if you're the government and there is a pandemic, how do you actually access Latinos to tell them about vaccines? How do you access Latinos to provide them with education and the opportunities you deserve? how, How do you actually have access when we're so fragmented? So As one of the, you know, like one of the solutions that I thought I could bring to the table as a marketer was to bring a unifying framework, a symbol to unify your soul, like a brand that can represent Latino unity, pride and empowerment, a framework under which we can all like have a manifesto of the things that unite us not denying our differences or, or denying our diversity, on the contrary, I'm embracing it, but under a framework that allows us to progress, an upward mobility framework. So it was an opportunity to, to reframe Latinos as positive, as shine, understanding that America is made of stars and we Hispanics were one of them. And I think that through this Provide an opportunity for corporations and for institutions to be able to show leg and say like, hey, I am a Hispanic star corporation. I care about my Hispanic stars. Come work here because you're going to be able to shine. And I want to be able to share it with you and show it to you the way that when you go and buy a toothpaste, there's a little molar. That says this has been validated by the dental association. So the Hispanic Star has a Hispanic Star Alliance backed by more than 100 Latino leaders and Latino organizations that believe that we can push together a world for Latinos to be able to be seen and heard and valued. So we do have a group of incredible leaders that represent more than 10 million Latinos that are saying, yeah, it's time to move our perception and our representation and do it together so that it can actually be done in a systemic way.
1: Platforms like the Hispanic Star inspire rising Latinx entrepreneurs to create an impact in their communities.
0: I think that Latino young leaders need to understand that we're standing on the shoulders of the previous generations that have made us be as strong and as ready as we are. We've seen our mothers and our grandparents come with bleeding hands, taking two to three jobs so that we, this generation, can be the transition generation, the one that is able to finish college and to get a senior job in a company, even to dream of the wildest, like unbelievable dreams, like making a million dollars. So when you Know that it is time to embrace the calling and make sure that you understand what does it mean to be a transition generation, that it takes some bruising, but nothing like our parents did, of opening the door and saying like, yeah, it's me again with the Latino agenda. And it's me again with a business case. And it's me again trying to see how are we going to get promoted. So it takes that bruising by saying like, I know that I might be more comfortable not saying anything, but it is my role and my duty to embrace it and take it and understand that this is a transition generation. And for Latinos, young Latinos, I think that the future is bright when you embrace your call, when you make sure that you're making choices for companies where you feel that you can be yourself, where you can see yourself in senior positions, where you choose the products that you buy by those companies that are supporting Latinos, by making sure that you choose your pride, that you're choosing to be proud and I choose not only to be educated yourself, but to transmit it to others. So I invite everybody not to be activists, but to be factivist and share the facts with everybody, because I think that that's the beginning of very different conversation when we all know what we should know, that Latinos are powerful contributors to the country.
1: Factivists share the data with the Latinx community to empower them and unite them in the business world. But corporations also need to recognize that minority groups like Latinos are essential for economic growth.
0: Businesses often overlook the response. I see a lot of action being driven by pressure. People are watching and are expecting action. And so corporations truly have to start taking action as opposed to talking. I think that the biggest problem I see right now is that companies no longer wonder why or how, but how. No more the time of what do I have to do for Latinos is how do I do it? How do I create a Latino strategy? How do I hire more people? How do I retain? How do I promote more Latinos? How do I win their hearts? How do I win their wallets? And I think that the time of the action is here. And I think that a lot of the times what people are lacking is a strategy to get going. But that's why I'm very... Not only optimistic, but also possibilistic, because this is possible and I've seen change happen. I think that the change for Latinos will be driven by the numbers. And so the more we know the numbers, the more we understand that there's no way that companies can grow without Latinos, that the country needs Latinos as a fundamental piece for their prosperity, the easier it's going to make to start making the changes that we need. And the more unified Latinos are to receive and act on that change, I think that the faster we will be able to see that we are the last generation of Latinos that is not fully paid, fully respected, and fully seen, we can see the next generation really blossoming and taking pride on their Latinidad. As Bad Bunny would say, I think that the time is where everybody wants to be Latino, and so that Latinos feel proud as well.
1: In terms of turning up the volume on one aspect of this issue, what's the one message that you want people to understand the most?
0: I think that for Latinos, it is the time to unify, to create that behavioral change where we're not elbowing each other, but buying from each other, supporting each other literally making choices that benefit each other giving the size of our economy only if we did business with each other we would be already booming so it is about the unity and moving from the scarcity mentality to the abundance mentality when it comes to allies and companies i think that i would turn up the volume in the understanding of the business imperative that latinos are so making sure that everybody understands the premise that what is good for hispanics is good for america and if you want to grow it is time to actually have a Latino strategy and invest in it.
1: So, Claudia, one of the things that I'm excited to hear about is how companies can support Hispanic Heritage Month. Do you want to share a little bit more about some of the resources and opportunities that they have?
0: Absolutely. Hispanicstar.org slash toolkit basically has everything that anyone can desire to have when it comes to a set of data, a unifying messaging framework and communication assets, everything and anything so that you can activate and navigate Hispanic heritage once and do it with confidence. We did it in a way so that it is absolutely simple to be able to celebrate Latinos. We have seen with excitement how increasingly academic institutions, corporations, students, sports institutes are taking this toolkit and using it to celebrate Latinos, to educate their counterparts, to actually bring it up to their bosses when they can. So check it out, is the Hispanic Heritage Month toolkit at hispanicstar.org, so that you can navigate with confidence and celebrate Latinos, making Hispanic Heritage Month a true event where we can make it bigger, bolder and better, making it pride meets Halloween, because there's such an incredible opportunity for everybody to manifest themselves, support Latinos and celebrate the Latino contribution to the country.
1: Speaking to Claudia reminded me of the phrase, knowledge is power. Being aware of the data around Hispanics' contribution to the economy is the first step to leveraging their power. But besides recognizing the real economic benefit they bring to the country, we must also honor and encourage Latinx businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe to Impact Reimagined so you don't miss out on new episodes. Please also rate and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Impact Reimagined. While we are on a season break, please make sure to go back and listen to the episodes you might have missed. Impact Reimagined is produced by the Rutgers Institute for Corporate Social Innovation and Human Group Media. If you want to learn more about our work at Rutgers, visit rixi.business.rutgers.edu.